0: Hello, this is Sean Dixon and I'm here with Brian Patterson and John Gonzalez. We are each return mission presidents for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and this is the Preach My Gospel mission prep podcast. We are here to help prepare you to become successful Preach My Gospel missionaries and lifelong disciples of Jesus Christ. In each episode, we explore powerful concepts from every chapter in Preach My Gospel. We will talk to return missionaries and others about their experiences and insights. You can even use this podcast to get Institute credit. Let's get started. Um, Last time we were together, we we began right from the beginning with uh, Preach My Gospel Chapter 1, and we explored the purpose of a missionary. Um, Just want to read that again. It says, our purpose is to invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and His atonement, repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. So it's, a, it's an incredible purpose that, that we all have as missionaries when we begin our service. But from my experience, uh, John and Brian, I noticed that a lot of missionaries can sometimes be overwhelmed by that purpose, and they could be left wondering if they were, were actually successful missionaries. Uh, and, and a lot of times what might contribute to that is, is the excitement of getting a call, the excitement of their friends announcing where they were going to be serving missions, going to the MTC, kind of learning some of the ideal aspects of missionary work and then getting out to the field and, and recognizing this, this isn't as easy as they thought. And sometimes as they look around, they can kind of get kind of uh, looking for horizontal approval by comparing themselves to, to other missionaries. And, And they're left wondering, am I successful? Is this, Am I really fulfilling this, this great purpose? And so today we wanted to talk about what it means to be a successful missionary. John, what are, what are some of your thoughts initially on that, that subject?
1: Well, it's a great question. And I think to, to kind of address the question, first, we want to look at uh, the calling itself, the power and the authority of the missionary's calling. And, and even in the first chapter that uh, section precedes the section on what it means to be a successful missionary. The missionary needs to really understand and believe that they have the power and the authority to represent Jesus Christ, and uh, it, it's not just uh, yes, I have it. You know, you are set apart. You know, you you're taken and put aside and then given this authority to go out and represent the Savior. Elder Bednar, in in remarks he gave to mission presidents in 2011, talked about uh, what a preach-my-gospel missionary is, and he identified five things which they must understand that they serve and represent Jesus Christ, that they are worthy, that they treasure up the words of eternal life, They understand the Holy Ghost and is and that the uh, that they understand that the Holy Ghost is the ultimate and true teacher, and that they understand teaching is much more than talking and telling. And I'm sure in, in subsequent podcasts you will go deeper into that. But missionaries need to understand these concepts and understand that they have the authority to represent Jesus Christ when they're at the door, when they're in the home uh, teaching. And and then once they really understand and believe that, then we can address what it means to be a successful missionary. Because everything else just kind of goes to the wayside if they know they they represent the Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: That's a
0: great point. I love in the, the end of that chapter, in the Remember This section, it says your calling gives you authority, but keeping your covenants with Jesus Christ is what gives a missionary power. I think that's interesting. Brian, what are what are your thoughts about being a successful missionary? How can a missionary determine whether they're being successful?
2: Yeah, thanks, Sean. I think it's important that they understand how to measure success. Uh, in, in the world, we measure success. Typically by results, and when missionaries see other missionaries getting results uh, in their in their missionary efforts, and then they see that they're not, that, that can help you know that can lead to great discouragement, um, a lack of faith, uh, and so it, it's so important that they understand what it means to be a successful missionary and how to measure that. In the kingdom of God, uh, the Lord mercifully and kindly. Uh, measures success a little differently than the world. Uh, in the kingdom of God, he measures success by effort and desire. And that's how he safeguards the agency of all of his children. He wants all of his children to choose to come back into his presence. Um, now the missionary plays a role in that.
1: Well, I have just, you know, in Preach My Gospel, that first statement under the section of a successful missionary kind of aligns to what you just said, Brian. It says your success, speaking to you, the missionary, your success as a missionary is measured primarily by your commitment to find, teach, baptize, and confirm people, and to help them become faithful members of the church who enjoy the presence of the Spirit. So so it's measured. You talked about the world measuring. The Lord is measuring. Your commitment to do these things that they've been that that the missionary has been called to do,
2: and 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 John, who who gets to determine my commitment? Is that is that determined by my companion? Is that determined by the ward that I'm, I'm serving in? Is that determined uh, by my investigators, those that I'm finding and teaching? Uh, who, who gets to determine my commitment?
1: Well, it's interesting you should ask that because many missionaries let other missionaries determine that because they're looking to others. They're looking to what the world would kind of say, where in reality, the answer as we all know, you determine that. And it'd be a great exercise to study the word. What does commitment mean? What does that look like to be committed to a, a something? And in this context, what does that look like to be committed to find?
0: Yeah, I, uh, we used to tell our missionaries a lot to not seek for horizontal approval, but to look for vertical approval. That at the end of the day, your success is between you and God, um, not by, by comparing yourself to where you are in the context of everybody else.
2: So sometimes we, we make an excuse for missionary work by saying, well, they have their agency. Well, as a missionary, I also have my agency. I can choose to be committed to my missionary purpose and be focused on finding, teaching, baptizing, right? And doing all I can to help people come unto Christ and receive uh, the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, and and it gets
1: back, and and I'll just use this as a brief example, and I think other podcasts when when you get in when we get into the chapter on finding. But just as a as an example, my commitment to find. Well, I knocked on doors, they had their agency to shut the doors on me. I, I did my part. But it's much more. I'm committed to find, and what I was doing did not work. So I'm committed since I have the commission from the savior to go find his sheep that are already prepared. So now I'm committed to find out and, and, and search out where they are. What I have been doing is not working. So I've got to figure out another way and plead to heaven to help me guide me to find that's the committed missionary The the, the missionary who's not as committed is the one. Well, they have their agency. I did my part. Yeah.
0: Can and they may, be com- they may be committed to go finding, where a purposeful mission is committed to actually find somebody and do whatever it takes to actually find someone to teach, not just to go fill time and say, oh, I went finding. I'm actually looking for a person that I can teach.
2: Right? Can, I, can I share an example from the scriptures here? Uh, as, we, as we look at Alma chapter 8, we, we can see Alma as a missionary here. And uh, he he has a purpose, and he's doing what he can to fulfill that missionary purpose, but the results aren't so great, right? Uh, It says in Alma 8, verse 13, that the people reviled him, spit upon him, caused that he should be cast out of their city. He's not having what we might call great success, right? Verse 14, and it came to pass that while he was journeying thither, being weighed down with sorrow, waiting through much tribulation and anguish of soul because of the wickedness of the people. Now, notice his sorrowing is not about Alma. He's not throwing a pity party. Oh, poor me. Nobody likes me. Uh, He's sorrowing for the people. We see his desire to want to help people come unto Christ. He knows what happens when they don't repent. Uh, In this moment, an angel appears to him and catch these words in verse 15. Blessed art thou Alma. In the world, he's had no success, right? But blessed art thou Alma. Why? The angel says, therefore, lift up thy head and rejoice. For thou hast great cause to rejoice, for thou hast been faithful in keeping the commandments of God. Because you've been focused on your missionary purpose, and you've put tremendous effort and desire, blessed art thou. And so a missionary who's out trying to find people to teach, and his heart is in it, he's not just going through the motions. Well, I'm supposed to spend time out here looking for people. But because his heart's in it, blessed art thou. A missionary can feel that every day of his mission. He doesn't have to wait until the end of his mission to say, gosh, was I a successful missionary? I can know I'm successful every day if my heart is in the work, if I'm committed to my missionary purpose.
1: Well, you you shared that scripture, and it reminded me of the scripture in 1 Nephi.
2: And and it's not
1: primarily missionary work, but it speaks to the commitment. Here, Nephi and his brothers were asked to return to Jerusalem to get the records. And and we can use this when we're talking about planning as well. But but in this specific context, they go back and they failed miserably the first time. They failed miserably the second time. And I can understand the brothers in a way. We've done, you know, we did everything we were asked. Check the box. Check the box. And Nephi says in 1 Nephi 3, 15, But I said unto them, his brethren, as the Lord liveth, and as we live, we will not go down unto our father in the wilderness until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. And, and, and the missionary who says, as the Lord liveth, and as he sent me to this mission, I will not stop until I find those that he has prepared so that I can help them come unto Christ. And, and I think Nephi and Alma both had that because they knew their purpose. Yeah. The brothers didn't, yeah. and so they were willing to give up. They, Alma and Nephi knew that they had the power and the authority, and they represented the, the Lord and they represented their father in in this uh, requirement, and the brothers didn't know that, and that that's the difference, and that's where preach my gospel a successful mission, uh, a successful missionary is measured uh, by his commitment to find teach baptize, and help people come unto Christ.
2: That is an incredible example of that principle. Nephi reminds me of something that uh, Elder Lindsey Robbins said. He said, success is going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: So, as, as but, you all... but let me interrupt. Yeah, it's absolutely. hard. Yeah. It's hard. Missionaries need to understand there will be a lot of failure.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and I love what Elder Robbins has said. It, it takes the, the faith to continue with the possibility that that next step is going to be a failure as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no guarantees when, when all of a sudden it will change and, and someone all of a sudden is accepting your message. But you look at any of the prophets, we could probably go prophet by prophet throughout the scriptures, the greatest missionaries in the church they had those moments where it didn't go the way they planned. Alma even, or excuse me, Hammond even talks about when he was depressed and he was about to turn back, right? Even he felt that lack of success. And then we know what happens later.
1: And, and how many stories I, I could share that you could share of the successful finding of the miracle finding. Usually it's after a whole day of, of failure, and ready to turn back, and let's do one more, and that's the miracle. That's the, it, it's at the, the very end of the effort.
0: Makes me think of President Uchtdorf's talk, fourth floor, last door, right? That's, right. How, that's how his family came into the church, because a successful missionary didn't give up, on, or, or two successful missionaries didn't give up on their missionary purpose. They were
1: committed. To the end,
2: yeah, to the fourth floor Last door. right. so so we can say that if I feel a, a deep desire to fulfill my missionary purpose and I do all I can to help others come unto Christ and receive his restored gospel, then then I'm a successful missionary. right. And, and
1: also, there's the tendency and and I even get wrapped in the that you put so much effort and you get discouraged. And and you 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 know there there must be something wrong with me, or or you know, where have I, you know, I, I remember a missionary coming to me and saying, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I must be doing something wrong, uh, in, in terms of his life. And it's not so much that as much as the missionary that sees that and then steps back, okay, let me let me examine what I have been doing that hasn't uh Yielded the result of why i've been assigned to this particular area, and let me call upon the Lord, let me call upon my mission leaders let let me reach out, let me be humble, more humble, and let me stick to it because I will not give as the Lord liveth, we will not go back. Yeah. Let me ask Sean and Brian a question you, you most recently returned my experience is a little bit more dated but did you have challenges with missionaries comparing themselves with other missionaries in your mission and and how did you deal with that
0: i think it's one of the great occupational hazards of being a missionary because so many things are happening all around you in different people's areas and i found that it was very difficult for missionaries to not look sideways to not look horizontally, they, they would see other people baptizing and wonder why they weren't. And they would compare their area to other people's areas. So, so comparison and just the, the nature, the natural man inside all of us, that would happen all the time. That was one of the things as a mission president I had to really, really be mindful of.
2: I think my experience actually goes back when I was a young missionary. Uh, I served a mission in Guatemala, in Central America. My sister served a mission at the same time as I was out in Birmingham, England. And uh, as, as I would get her letters and as she would get my letters, it provided an opportunity to compare. Right. The people in Guatemala were, were really humble, receptive, God fearing people, and, and embraced the message of the restoration. So we found that we, we were able to find, teach, and baptize at, at a pretty good pace. Or my sister, just to get somebody to listen to a lesson would be a landmark moment right and and so the success rate on 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 teaching repentance and baptizing converts was different and it it could be so easy for my sister to get discouraged and 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 feel like she's not being very successful on the flip side i could be like wow i'm a great missionary right (laughs) and and it really didn't have a whole lot to do with me uh, yes, I think she was probably as committed or more committed to her missionary purpose than even I was. Uh, and so I think I think the Lord will gather his children where they'll be gathered. And, and reminding myself that, as it says here, remember, people do have agency to choose whether to accept your message. Your responsibility is to teach clearly and powerfully so they can make an informed choice.
0: The Lord just says it so strongly, avoid comparing yourself to other missionaries and measuring the outward results of your efforts against theirs. Pretty, pretty clearly put there. What are your thoughts, John?
1: Well, it's difficult. Yeah. It is difficult even you know, as an old man like myself to compare myself. Where am I uh, against my peers? And I think what the great thing about a mission is, And getting back to my missionary purpose, my purpose is to invite others and help them come unto Christ. That is my purpose. My purpose isn't in ticking off more than you are able to do or or gathering more uh, than anyone else. My purpose is to invite and to help. And whether I'm in England or whether I'm in Guatemala, It's difficult, but if I can measure myself against the area I've been assigned to and what has been the the pattern in the last six months or the last year or two years, as it says in Preach My Gospel, Chapter 8, try to leave your assigned area better than when you arrived. And so, as opposed to trying to uh, compare myself with anyone else. Compare myself today, have I left this area a little bit better than yesterday?
2: That's
1: a successful successful missionary.
2: I love that. It reminds me of a a scripture in Jacob chapter 5. Is it okay if I read that? Absolutely. It's in verse 11. I think it hits on the principle of uh, of effort, of, of desire, of agency, right? Uh, Verse 11, it says, And the Lord of the vineyard caused it should be digged about, and pruned, and nourished, saying unto his servants, It grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Wherefore, that perhaps I might preserve the roots thereof, that they perish not, that I might preserve them unto myself, I have done this thing. And so the Lord is inviting us to, to, to dig, to prune, to nourish, Even to grieve a little, there's the desire, right, Uh, that perhaps I might preserve this tree. Now, we know we're not talking about trees. God's interested in people, right, that perhaps. So my purpose is to invite and to help and to teach, whether in England or Guatemala, right, wherever it may be, that perhaps, perhaps they may. Receive the restored gospel they might repent but i love that i'm
0: willing to do all that even with the idea that it might not yield fruit but i'm still willing to dig and dung and prune and sweat and help in any way that i possibly can
1: well in verse 12 of chapter 5 it says wherefore go thy way missionary go thy way watch the tree. Watch the tree you've been assigned to. This is the tree you've been assigned to. Watch it. Nourish it according to my words. Okay, and and missionaries will have a tendency to watch someone else's tree and and say, my tree's not doing as, as good as the other tree. No, watch the tree you've been assigned to and nourish it according to the word of the Lord.
0: You know, one of the really important aspects of being a successful missionary, and you mentioned it in the list that Elder Bednar gave, and that is being worthy, being a worthy representative. That obviously doesn't mean that we're perfect, uh, we, we all make mistakes and, and so forth, but that we all understand the principles of obedience and true heartfelt Christ-centered repentance as a real key to being able to have power in our calling. We can get authority by someone laying hands on, on our head, but the power comes through our worthiness and through our willingness to keep covenants. Brian, what, what would you like to, to just say about the importance of worthiness as, as part of being a successful missionary?
2: Yeah, there's a great chapter where Elder uh, Neil Anderson talks to missionaries directly in his book, The Divine Gift of Forgiveness. Uh, And he says, in all of your preparation for the sacred responsibility to be a servant of Jesus Christ, a most crucial and essential matter for a missionary is to be worthy and clean before the Lord. Uh, And so as a missionary, I, I can put a lot of effort and desire into my missionary work. But if I'm not worthy to have the companionship of the Holy Ghost, I'm not going to be that successful. I can also be worthy and have the Holy Ghost, but not put a lot of effort and desire. And so I think we need all of
1: that. I I think there's another element as well. In my mind, it's almost obvious. if, if If there's something amiss in your life that you have not resolved, if there's something that you know you should not be doing, you can't have the Spirit with you. You don't have the right to be guided uh, and and teach with the Spirit. You can't. But there are those missionaries who are doing everything right, who are worthy, and who struggle. And, And the element I'm talking about is they may not necessarily be disciplined, which is tied to obedience. And when I'm talking about disciplined, are they getting up on time? Are they studying? Are they following the mission rules? And, uh, and, and you can not follow any of the mission rules uh, per se and still be worthy to hold a temple recommend. You can get up at 9 in the morning. You can leave the house at 11 and, and still be worthy in the sense of holding the temple recommend. But you're not disciplined. So there's a, there's discipline <clears throat> that's needed in order, am I getting up on time? Am I following the, the schedule to study? And am I planning? Am I taking that planning seriously enough? So it, it's all those elements together that speaks to the committed missionary. I'm committed to finding. I'm committed to having the Spirit with me and being worthy. And I'm committed to being disciplined and following the mission rules and following what my mission leaders have asked me to do.
0: Absolutely there's a, I, I often would talk with missionaries about, so how do you repent of waking up late? Do you, do you wring your hands in that whole day? Feel like I'm, I'm miserable. I'm horrible. I'm ruining the work. And, and is that the best way to repent? Um, and as we would talk about, we realized the best way to repent is get up on time tomorrow, right? You made a mistake today. You slept through your alarm or whatever. Uh, tomorrow, I learned a lesson today from that. I saw how that impacted my day. And tomorrow I'm going to take extra care to get up on time. And and the Lord understands that. He can work with us as we're coming along in in our understanding of of how to be diligent and and disciplined, as you talked about. But, But if you struggled with an aspect of your missionary work today, learn a lesson from it and apply it tomorrow and you'll see the Spirit of the Lord be right there with you, helping you to, to grow and overcome.
1: It gets back to what you said, uh, Brian, about desire. Is that my desire? And as a mission president, sure, there are missionaries that struggle, and, and, but is there desire, and are they going to do better tomorrow right. to get
2: up? Can we think about this in the context of the missionary purpose? Our purpose is to invite others so that, that, that word others is directional. And so if, if I'm sleeping in, if I'm haphazardly going through my missionary studies, I, I'm probably not thinking of others. I'm probably thinking of me. And that's counter to our missionary purpose. When I'm not worthy of the Spirit, maybe there are some things that happened before my mission. And, and I hadn't fully repented. Um, as I come out into the mission field, I'm going to be overly focused on myself. Uh, I won't be able to focus on others because I'm, I'm going to feel guilt. I'm going to feel a measure of shame. Uh, and, and you've experienced this and and perhaps we could speak to that, but, but if I'm focused on, on myself, whether it's my discipline, whether it's my worthiness, uh, I'm not going to be very successful in fulfilling my missionary purpose.
1: Right. And and uh, discipline as well, uh, you know, in, in the game of basketball, you don't just start the game being a perfect basketball player. It takes effort to become a disciplined basketball player. It will take effort to be a disciplined missionary. But as long as you're worthy and you're, and you're committed to doing that. Just like Preach My Gospel says, you can know you've been successful missionary when you feel the Spirit testify to people through you. And that can only happen if you're worthy. Mm-hmm. And you know you're doing what, what you've been asked to do. Yeah. That you love the people and desire their salvation. All the, that This is part of what it is to be a successful missionary.
0: And you're going to make a lot of mistakes in the process. Right. Missionaries that like when you're learning to play basketball, you're going to dribble it off your foot. You're going to you're going to throw a bad pass. You're going to most people miss more shots than they make, you know, and it's just that process of growing from grace to grace. The Lord is so merciful and so loving with a person who is learning, growing uh, and trying to overcome their mistakes rather than being a, a toxic perfectionist who then becomes absolutely crippled by the fact that they're not perfect.
1: Right. And, and I love the basketball analogy because as long as you don't quit the team mm-hmm. and as long as you're not upset at the coach for telling you what you're doing, what you need to correct, and you say, he knows how to help me, uh, that, then you're going to progress and you keep at it and you don't give up.
0: Yeah. You own your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. I, I recognize what I did how can I get better, right? And and being open to feedback and so forth just represents this idea that we're focused on others and how can I better meet their needs? There is a big issue, I think, with with the audience that's listening today. There might be some of of you that are preparing for missions that have made serious mistakes. Um, And you may be wrestling through the the dilemma of, do do I confess these mistakes to my bishop? And there's all kinds of thoughts that might be going through your mind uh, about the reasons why you shouldn't, maybe worried about your mission being delayed, worried about what your bishop might think about you if you, you share what you did wrong. Really, there's a there's a fear of man element that I found often keeps young people from being forthright and honest about, about their mistakes. Either of you have any thoughts on, on what you learned about that and what you would say to a to someone preparing for a mission who's wrestling with whether they should fully confess their sins and get them taken care of?
1: Well, first of all, one of the greatest joys in the mission is teaching a family or teaching an individual and watching that individual accept the savior in their life and understand better his atoning sacrifice and use his atoning sacrifice to change their lives and get on the path, and that is such a sweet experience that if the missionary, the prospective missionary, is struggling with these concerns of men, experience the joy of the atonement of Jesus Christ in their lives now, and resolve it now with their priesthood leaders, regardless of what it takes. Go through that. Be committed to go through that so that you can then leave on your mission knowing that you're fully prepared and then you have power yeah. to you yeah. really have power not only to to uh, convey the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to empathize with the people you're teaching and to be able to to share with them, I would never share any details, of course, but to share that you have experienced the joy of the atonement of Jesus Christ in your life and how much better and more powerful that would be for the missionary and for the people they're teaching.
0: It's like you can give a user review of the gospel rather than just a corporate description. Right. right? like this. Let me tell you about the atonement of Christ. And when you speak of the atonement out of your own changed heart, after you've experienced the power of of the cleansing, power of the atonement, you'll never talk about repentance in the same way. Again, it will be a a joyful choice that you're talking about rather than this burdensome punishment that the Lord imposed upon you so you could go on your mission.
2: And I don't think a missionary has to commit really serious sins, really have to repent deeply for for really bad you know and difficult decisions they've made we all have the natural man in us we will sin sufficiently in our lives that will give us lots of experience with 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 exercising greater faith in the savior repenting through his atonement uh making and keeping covenants i think of what a mission a pre-missionary can do every week as they learn to exercise faith, repent, even daily repent as, as our prophet has invited us to do, and then going to the sacrament and, and allowing uh, our commitment to the Savior, our desire to be washed clean every week. That process, uh, the, that if a young person can, can learn the beauty of that process throughout you know, every day, every week, they're going to come in the mission field able to teach the doctrine of Christ of helping people repent, uh, be baptized, make covenants with God uh, that I think is, is so important. And You know, I, as I think about the Lord, he wants he wants not a mission from us. He wants a mission for us. And so missions can be delayed. Uh, mission calls can come and be pushed off right for a season uh, as a missionary prepares their heart because the Savior wants a missionary for a mission for them and the blessings that they'll be able to cause if they come in the mission field ready, prepared, committed.
0: what I what I found in the mission field often is the missionary that that was worried about the fear of man um, would would maybe withhold, honesty and and would come out into the mission field and would begin their service and what would happen is they served the Lord their faith in Jesus Christ would increase and there was like this threshold or level of their fear of man and it was interesting to see that when their their faith in Christ became greater than their fear in man of man my phone would always ring (laughs) and I would have this trembling missionary on the other side of the phone saying president I need to meet with you immediately I would say, well, we, we have Zone Conference next week. Can we, we meet then? And invariably, it would be, no, is there any way we can meet sooner? And as I would meet with them and as they would confess their sins, the immediate impression that I had was, this is amazing. This missionary has developed the faith in Christ to, to own the responsibility for their sins and to be willing to do whatever it took. In that case, they were never worried about consequences. They only wanted to be pure. They only wanted to be clean. Whereas before they were in this mode of of fear because they didn't have sufficient faith in Christ. And so if you're feeling the fear of man prior to going out, when it becomes more of a complicated thing to to repent, focus on your faith in Jesus Christ. How can I build my faith in him through study, through prayer, through obedience? And you'll find As you increase your faith in Christ, your fear of man will decrease. And one way to know that is you're just not worried about consequences. You're just worried about how can I connect with my Savior, Jesus Christ?
1: And and when we're speaking about missionary preparation, what better thing to do than to have that resolved and not have the fear of man before you enter the mission field?
0: You actually are experiencing the doctrine of Christ for yourself. You're exercising faith, you're repenting, you're making and keeping covenants with the Lord, you're following the Holy Ghost. If you're doing that, you'll have the moral authority to go out and teach other people and to guide them through that process themselves.
2: Absolutely. Reminds me, uh, Sean, uh, of something that's talked about in the first chapter of Preach My Gospel. It says, as your understanding of the Savior's sacrifice, also known as the Atonement of Jesus Christ, grows... Your desire to share the gospel will increase. Anytime we see that word understanding, it's not talking about a mental exercise or or an academic endeavor to understand the atonement. It's talking about the heart. It's experiencing the atonement. And when a missionary comes in the field, having experienced the atonement of Jesus Christ in his or her life, their desire, as we talked about before, to, to their missionary purpose their commitment will just grow as it talks about here in Preach My Gospel.
1: In and, and the next sentence, you will feel, as Lehi did, the, quote, great importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth. Urgency. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and not trying to get ahead of ourselves, just kind of a, a, a reminder when you're working with members The same thing is stated in Preach My Gospel. As you help the members understand better the doctrine of Christ and the atonement of Jesus Christ, their desire to be involved in this work will increase.
2: Absolutely. Can you picture missionaries with a changed heart, Uh, eager, excited, committed, disciplined? These are words we're hearing. Uh, ready to go Sean as you were talking about uh, perhaps some of our listeners may find themselves in this spot I love what Elder Anderson again in his book The Divine Gift of Forgiveness says if you are now desiring to serve a mission and are deeply saddened by decisions and actions in your past do not be discouraged or deterred Joseph Smith felt renewed hope when the Savior lovingly encouraged him but remember God is merciful Therefore, repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you. And thou art still chosen, and art again called to the work.
0: He's our our biggest, I don't know if cheerleader is the right word, but the Lord is so patient. He is a loving Father, and Jesus Christ is our, our loving brother, and all they want to do is bring us and all of, all of Heavenly Father's children back to their presence. That's, that's their goal. They're not trying to, to catch us doing something bad, or they're not trying to label us as, as unsuccessful missionaries. They just It's all about what can we do to come back into their presence and to bring as many people as we can with us. That's what this work is all about.
1: And, and I love the thought that it's the Lord's work. Yes. He, he is doing his work. Yeah. So missionaries don't have to feel that the burden is all on me. As long as they're committed, as long as they're obedient, worthy, disciplined, doing what they need to be doing, the Lord's in charge, (laughs) and all you have to do is be a willing instrument in his hand and be guided to where he guides you to fulfill his purposes, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man.
0: I think everybody can see why Brian and I were so blessed mm-hmm. to be mentored by by John Gonzalez. John we we appreciate your insights, your experience, your passion that you have for for the gospel of jesus christ and and the gathering of israel. it's just it's always just so exciting to be with you and always learn so much well, you're
1: you're too kind, but but uh, as you two brethren, we love this work yeah. and and have had so many. Experiences of seeing the Lord's hand in in working miracles with His people, and uh, it's just a marvelous experience. It's just wonderful.
2: And he and he wants to work with uh, the simple and the weak. He wants to work with the committed. He wants to work with the disciplined, and he helps us get there. Right,
1: and and you know the statement in and Preach My Gospel under the section, you know, A Successful Missionary. It says, when you have done your very best, you may still experience disappointments. But I love this statement. But you will not be disappointed in yourself. You can feel certain that the Lord is pleased when you feel the Spirit working through you.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast and that it helps you in your study of Preach My Gospel and preparing you for your mission. Please join us for our next episode. And if you feel this podcast might be helpful to others preparing to serve a mission, please invite them to join us on our journey through and discovery of Preach My Gospel. For more information on how to get Institute credit for this podcast and other offerings by the Utah Valley Institute of Religion, please visit utahvalleyinstitute.com. You may also find us on Instagram at preachmygospelpodcast. Feel free to send questions or comments to Podcast at gmail.com. The Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast is produced with the permission of the Utah Valley Institute of Religion. The hosts are expressing their personal views based on their own experiences, applying the principles of Preach My Gospel, and accept full responsibility
2: for the content in these podcast episodes.